Welcome to Park Valley Church's Sermon of the Week. It doesn't matter if you have been a Christ follower for years or new to the Christian faith, you have come to the right place. Listen in as one of our campus pastors shares how to apply biblical truth in a tangible way. As you listen, we pray you have an encounter with Jesus that leads to real and lasting life change. As Americans, we celebrate several patriotic holidays every year. Flag Day, Independence Day, Patriots Day. And in addition to the birthdays of the various branches of service, there are three holidays that specifically honor our military. On the third Saturday in May, we celebrate Armed Forces Day, a day to honor all of those who are currently serving. We pay tribute to soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen, guardians and coast guardsmen who defend our freedom both here and abroad. Every November 11th, we honor all of those who have ever served with Veterans Day. Tomorrow, we celebrate Memorial Day, a day of remembrance for those who paid the ultimate price in service to our nation the men and women who answered the call to serve and to defend our country, to protect our freedom. We honor those who did not live to be called veterans. Memorial Day weekend is also the unofficial start of summer. We look forward to the three-day weekend filled with barbecues, maybe a trip to the beach, and the opening of pools everywhere. We have the freedom to do those things and many others because of the men and women we honor on Memorial Day. And I say, enjoy it. Live it to the fullest. But also take a moment to remember. This is not a bleak and depressing holiday, but it's one that does deserve at least a moment of reflection. Originally, the holiday was known as Decoration Day because of the tradition of decorating the graves of those who fell in the Civil War with flowers and wreaths and flags. And as time went on, it widely became known as Memorial Day to remember all fallen American troops, not just those from the Civil War. Renaming the holiday to Memorial Day is really a call for each of us to remember. The word means to preserve a memory. It's a helpful reminder because it's easy to forget. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, those who have long enjoyed such privileges as we enjoy forget in time that men have died to win them. So on this Memorial Day, let us enjoy it. But may we also never forget those who gave all on our behalf. We are free to gather and worship our Lord and Savior today because of those who made that ultimate sacrifice. Since 1775, 1.3 million men and women have paid the price to keep America free. They gave their lives so that we can be free to live ours. So we'll honor them, we'll mourn them, and we'll remember them for that sacrifice. And let us also remember that one man gave his life so that 
not just America could be free, but so that all of humanity could be set free. Free from the chains of sin, free from judgment, free for eternity. Jesus, God in the flesh, paid that ultimate price so that we may have life. John, 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 John 10.10 10 says, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Jesus died to give us life that is abundantly rich and satisfying, life that is eternal. He died, was buried, and arose on the third day for the forgiveness of our sins and that we may have the promise of eternal life. And that's something that we should remember, not just on the last Monday in May, but every day. Every day, remember the freedoms that we enjoy here in the United States, but also know that Memorial Day isn't just a day for us to turn to the stars and stripes and remember that we live in freedom. It's also a day to turn to the cross and remember that we have been set free. That we can have life and we can have it in abundance. That we've been offered the free and priceless gift of eternal life. Preserve that memory every day. And start every day with that truth in mind. As I was preparing and, and praying about this message, it struck me that there are, there are some similarities between Jesus' sacrifice and those made by American servicemen and women. Now, they're not the same, but in my mind, there are at least some connections. And I think the first is that they died following orders. The servicemen and women that we honor on Memorial Day followed the orders that they were given because few of them would have chosen to storm the beaches at Normandy, patrol the jungles of Vietnam, or search the roads around Fallujah for IEDs but they followed their orders. And many gave their lives submitting to those orders. In Luke 22, verse 42, Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus' sacrifice on that cross was a result of him obeying the will of the Father. In his humanity, he wanted to avoid the intense physical and spiritual anguish that he knew was coming. But he wanted even more to do the will of his Father. He goes on to say in John 6, verse 38, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. His purpose was to do the will of God, not to satisfy his own human desires. And I'm not trying to paint this picture of God as some kind of five-star general barking out orders to Jesus or anything like that. You know, a, a soldier doesn't carry out his will, but instead the will of those above him. And Jesus did not carry out his will. He submitted and carried out the will of the Father above. The other thing in common is that they both died to save others. Those we honor on Memorial Day swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution and the people of the United States from enemies foreign and domestic. 
They gave their lives to save us from tyranny, from oppression. It wasn't to save themselves. It wasn't for selfish purposes. Instead, it was in service. It was not for pride, but in humility. They did it to defend us, to protect us, to save us. Jesus came to save us from sin and from the enemy. And although he had the power to save himself from that cross, he voluntarily bore the sins of the world on himself to save us. Luke 23, verse 35, the crowd watched and the leaders scoffed as Jesus is hanging on the cross. He says, he saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. And two more times in the next couple of verses, he was challenged to prove that he was the Son of God by saving himself. First, the Roman soldiers who said, if you're the king of the Jews, then save yourself. Then by one of the criminals hanging on the cross next to him, who said, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. You know what? Jesus could have saved himself, but he didn't. He didn't so that he could save others. One commentator wrote that love kept Jesus on the cross, not nails. For God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. And in Luke 19.10, Jesus says this, he says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. It's the whole reason he came. To seek and to save the lost, all of them. You know, that most familiar verse in the Bible, John 3.16, God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us so that whoever will believe in him will have eternal life. The verse right after it, verse 17, says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. The Father's sole purpose in sending Jesus into the world was to bring salvation. God acted to save the world. Jesus died to save us, to save the whole world. So, once again, I would just say, remember. Remember that the the freedoms that we enjoy, the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the right to keep and bear arms, these and other freedoms that we enjoy as Americans were purchased and they are maintained at great cost. So far, 1.3 million American lives. So remember that freedom isn't free. Remember that freedom isn't cheap. But also remember that the price has been paid. The price has been paid for our earthly freedom and our eternal freedom. 1 John 4.14, God sent his son to be the savior of the world. Now to save the world, Jesus had to pay the price for our freedom from sin. And that's what Paul writes in Colossians 1 verse 14. It says, the son paid the price to make us free. In him we have forgiveness of our sins. You know, there's a, an old hymn uh, called Jesus Paid It All. It's Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. 
Jesus paid the price. Jesus took the 39 lashes. He took the crown of thorns. He took the nails. He shed his blood on a cross to make us free. To offer us freedom from sin and judgment. To offer us forgiveness. And he did it because he was the only one who could. In Acts 4.12, says, Only Jesus has the power to save. His name is the only one in all the world that can save anyone. You know, the name Jesus is the Greek version of the Hebrew name Joshua. And that name means the Lord saves. Jesus' name speaks to who he is, what he's done, and what he can do. God designated Jesus to be the Savior of the world. No one else can be as equal. So as Christians, you know, we can be open-minded on many issues, but not on how people are saved from sin. There is no other name, and there is no other way. Salvation from sin and death and hell is found in him alone. And about a, a week ago, my wife shared a, an Instagram post with me that was part of a sermon from Alistair Begg. Some of you may have already seen this, uh, but after watching it, the first thing I told her was, I'm going to use that story in a, in a sermon one day. Because it was, it was amazing, and it was powerful, and I think it makes it sense to share it here this morning. And for those of you who don't know, Alistair Begg is the senior pastor of Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio. And it always kind of struck me as odd, um, because it's an odd place for a Scotsman to end up. And despite many years in Ohio, he still maintains that Scottish accent. But in this sermon, he's, he's speaking of the thief on the cross. You know, earlier I mentioned that the thieves that on either side of Jesus were mocking Jesus. You know, the one said, if you're the Messiah, save yourself and us while you're at it. In Matthew and Mark's gospel, they mention that both criminals were taunting Jesus, but Luke adds a couple more details to that story. At first, both men mocked Jesus, but after hours on the cross, one of them began to see things a little differently. Having heard Jesus call out to his father and say, forgive them for they know not what they do, had an impact on this guy. It made him change his, his mind. It made him change how he saw Jesus. He went on to rebuke his companion and he, when he realized who was next to him. He went on to say that his, he and his companion were being justly punished for their crimes. But he recognized that Jesus was innocent, that he'd done nothing wrong. He also recognized that Jesus was who he said he was. When he asked, remember me when you enter your kingdom. He turned to Jesus for forgiveness, and Jesus saved him. Not from the cross, like the other man had mockingly requested. Jesus saved him from an eternity separated from God by sin in hell. With the words, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, in this Instagram clip from Alistair Begg, he says that he would love to find that thief on the cross in heaven and ask him, how did that shake out for you? 
One minute you're cussing the guy out with, the, with your friend. You've never been to a Bible study. You've never been baptized. But you made it. How did you make it? And that thief might answer, well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? On what basis are you here? And he said, the man on the middle cross said I could come. You know what? The man on the middle cross said we can come too. He paid the price for everyone. You only have to believe to put your faith in him Every day is Memorial Day. Every day we remember the price that Jesus paid. We remember that in him we are free, that we have forgiveness. We need to be reminded of that. We need to be reminded of the sacrifices that have been made for us. We remember them here by building monuments and memorials the World War II Memorial, the Korea Memorial, the Vietnam Memorial, and many, many others. These, mar- these memorials of stone and marble are designed to help us remember because we're so good at forgetting. God knows that. God knows how easily we forget. He instructed the Israelites to build a memorial so that they wouldn't forget. In Joshua 4, 6 It says, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Now, at this point, Moses is dead, and Joshua now leads the Israelites. And Joshua led them across the River Jordan. And although it was harvest season and the river was overflowing, as the people stepped into the water with the Ark of the Covenant, the water stopped flowing, and they crossed the river on dry ground. So God commanded Joshua to take 12 stones from the river and build a memorial, a physical reminder, something that they could see to preserve the memory of when the river stopped flowing and they crossed on dry ground. The the memorial was there to remind them, but also to teach future generations about all the great things that God had done. The stones would ensure the work of God, the blessing of the promised land would not be forgotten in those future generations. Psalm 105.5, we're called, remember the amazing things that he has done. We easily forget. Monuments and memorials serve to remind. Every stone in a military cemetery is a symbol that reminds us of the sacrifices that were made for our freedom. They are proof that freedom is never free. The cross reminds us of a sacrifice that was made for true freedom and forgiveness. The cross is proof that freedom and forgiveness weren't free either. But it's also a reminder that the price has been paid and that abundant eternal life is offered to all who will believe. I didn't put this one in your notes, but it fits. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you, and he is mighty to save. Let's pray. 
That man on the middle cross said that you can come too. Just like that thief, you have to recognize your own sin. You have to call out to Jesus for forgiveness, and you have to believe he is who he says he is. Believe that he is the Son of God and realize that he is the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can offer you life, abundant and eternal. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to save the world, to save you and to save me through him. John 3.16 says that if you believe in him, you won't perish, but instead you'll have eternal life. If you're here this morning and you've never believed that, if you've never believed that Jesus died on the cross and rose again three days later to save you, to save me, then I want to invite you to today. The Bible tells us that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, that you'll be saved. So you can do that. You can believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth by whispering this prayer with me right where you are this morning. Just pray something like this. Heavenly Father, I want you to know that I believe. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that three days later he rose again. So I ask for your forgiveness and I put my faith in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me so that I could be free. And I want to spend the rest of my life free to live for you. I want to live knowing you, serving you, and glorifying you. Lord, I pray that you'll fill me with your love and with your life. And I thank you for loving me. And I thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my freedom. If you prayed that prayer or something like it with me this morning, if you chose to accept that free and priceless gift of forgiveness and true freedom, would you just let me know and raise a hand? Once you put it up, you can put it down. Lord, we thank you that in our nation today that we are free to worship, that we are free to pray, we're free to read your word, we're free to speak the truth of the gospel. Lord, let us not forget the sacrifices that were made for us to have this freedom. And more importantly, the sacrifice made for us as believers to have true freedom and forgiveness through your son. Lord, we thank you that as believers we can be assured that you will never leave us, that you are always with us in this life and the next. Help us to stand strong for you and for your purposes. And thank you for your truth that says who the sun sets free is free indeed. We know that in you alone true freedom is found. And we just pray for these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Sermon of the Week. If you accepted Christ, want to accept Christ, or just want to see what Park Valley Church is about, you can email us at info at parkvalleychurch.com. 
Have a great week and we'll see you next time.